The cherry on top to my hot fudge. Fishby over there on the base. What up, Fishby? And bonjour, amigos. Welcome back. Glad you're here. I'm merely Bob for at least another day or so. We'll get to that towards the end. Maybe today's the day we bust it out. I'll give you a hint. We don't. 12 days until the midterms. 12 days. Uh, we'll get there in just a minute. But first, uh, these audio shenanigans are brought to you by Nuts.com. When you absolutely have no fucking clue what to get someone you barely fucking know or barely fucking like or want to send something that says, eh. Ladies and gentlemen, Nuts.com. Literally well-played, Fishby. Fun fact about Nuts.com. Type it in with a Z, gets you to the same place. Type it in just N-U-T, same place. Some might call that business crazy. What else would they call it? Nuts.com. <laughs> 12 days until the midterms. Great 12s from sports. Uh, you've probably heard of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Terry Bradshaw, uh, John Stockton from the world of basketball from uh, a little town called Spokane, Washington. Never heard of it. And Vlade Divac who, not as famous as the rest, but I love more, just because it somehow seeped into my vernacular. You've probably heard me say it before. Uh, but there, maybe 20, 25 years ago, there was some deodorant commercial on the television that featured a, a bunch of NBA players, and one of the stars in this commercial, because he's so goddamn charismatic, the Serbian, Vlade Divac, uh, he says something, you know, fucking hilarious. I don't remember what it was. Let's just assume for, for the sake of nuts.com, it was fucking hilarious. And then some other NBA player who was probably more famous and probably still is, but it doesn't resonate like this line does, says the legendary, what you talking about, Vlade? Still part of, uh, still part of this guy's rhetorical arsenal. You'll never take it from me. You'll never just like, uh, I don't know, like a decade ago, uh, 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 there's that viral clip. Uh, uh, uh. No? All right. Yeah, let's move on. That's a good idea. So the midterms. I heard there's 12 days uh, until the midterms. I want to zoom out uh, a little bit today and, and go a little bit more macro, as they say. If that's okay, says the Bay Bay, KKK, Kanye. Uh, so the midterms. Uh, a couple days ago, I said something stupid uh, on the podcast, which is um, uh, almost a guarantee, damn near a prerequisite of the recording, pro pre -recording process, excuse me, is, is I'll say something uh, uh, stupid. I'll say something uh, that makes... Uh, uh, Post-stroke, John Fetterman seems like he's got excellent command of the uh, of the Queen's tongue. Uh, but as I zoomed out, I reminded myself, well, you know, is that really going to matter in 100 years from now? Like that stupid thing you said on one, you know, and the answer's not really. You try to kind of keep things in perspective, you know, like what you're doing today, like like what matters 100 years from now, and since they're always telling us, 
every single fucking election of my entire life has been the most important election of my entire, the most important midterms, like everything. It's now or never, and this is the time, and you know. We're, we're constantly on the precipice of disaster, pending the results of the next election, which will be followed by another election uh, in two years for Congress. But, but this one is the most important ever. Ever, 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 ever. So let's go macro, because obviously that's bullshit. 100 years. The point I made yesterday I liked, um, getting America's political parties back on track, that matters 100 years from now. Totally matters 100 years from now. Because these candidates, some of them are great, some of them are okay, some of them are daggum awful. I blame the political parties. Can we get them back on track? I don't think we necessarily need to blow them up or any, you know, really strong metaphor that hits you in the back of the neck like uh, it could be a big sausage or it could be something even more intimidating. You don't want to turn around and look. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to hit you in the, uh, in the back of the neck like that. You, you, you don't got to blow up or whatever hits you in the back there. Uh, the political parties, um, you know, maybe, maybe get inside them, maybe go to work for them, maybe change them. I think that's possible. But the things that really matter 100 years from now, and the political parties are part of that, but trajectory and, you know, outcomes. Like the things we do now affect the trajectory of how things are going to, you know, the outcome in 100 years. So the really important shit in America and the world that we should think about in the midterms, war machines, diplomacy, democracy versus autocracy. These are things that matter in terms of trajectory and matter in terms of outcomes 100 years from now. Civil rights. Gay marriage is the biggest thing to happen to America since 1965 in the Civil Rights Act. Local and global economics. Criminal justice policy. Technology and innovation. energy policy, and the environment. Education. Says the car in the background. Drink! Culture. And public opinion. Public opinion. When you think about it, Maybe that's the most important thing of all because public opinion affects the trajectory of everything that affects the trajectory of the 100-year target. Public opinion. What do we accept? What do we refute? Public opinion. 
And if public opinion is really that important to the trajectory, and the trajectory is the most important thing to 100 years, the role of thought leaders within our culture is extremely important because you know what thought leaders do? They shape public opinion. Thought leaders have their opinions. Echo and echo and echo. Not only the conversations for days and for weeks and for months and years and maybe even centuries. Thought leaders. In my lifetime, the five most, and I was born uh, September 18th, 1975. First presidential election I could vote in was, was 96. I believe I voted for the Libertarian because the Libertarian liked weed. Me too. But the five most important thought leaders in my lifetime are probably Ronald Reagan, Rush Limbaugh, my main man, Barack Hussein Obama, Bill Maher, and now that he's taken the sink to Twitter, Elon Musk. Thought leaders change trajectory. And with the passing of, you know, Ronald Reagan and Rush Limbaugh and Obama's basically off the scene. That would leave us like right now on the stage, like Bill Maher, Elon Musk, and holy fucking fuck nuts. With the passing of Rush Limbaugh. Hello, Tucker Carlson. And this I find concerning. I really, 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 really fucking do. I know I like to tease Chris Cuomo, which is well-deserving. He, he really is a, a colon curdling. But fucking Tucker is a different, he's a different kind of cat. This is, this is a different thing. He's making a different soup. He has a very narrow view, very narrow view of what America is and should be. Tucker Carlson is an amplifier of ignorance, an amplifier of intolerance, at the most generous. That's like the most generous. Why did he edit all the anti-Semitic shit out of the Kanye interview again? Oh yeah, he doesn't answer questions. He just asks them. Like, how did Biden get the most votes in presidential history from his basement? Over and over and over and over again. How is it possible that Biden got the most votes in presidential history from his basement? Not possible. Fraud, 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 fraud. Because um, for every one person that loves Trump, two people fucking hate him. Hates a tremendous motivator. And there are way more registered voters. Um, I don't know, Tucker. Maybe those things? Maybe that's how? But he doesn't answer questions. At least Bill Maher is in, you know, 
has created a, a space, a conversation where, where he's accountable each and every fucking week. And he does podcasts and shit. Tucker, no, 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 no. Tucker's not going on Joe Rogan. I don't do interviews anymore, but I'd make an exception for that. I don't do anything in public anymore. Any stage, any place, any time, anywhere. Ball's in your court, Tucker. Make sure your maid irons your best khakis. Actually, fuck it. They're going to get so fucking dirty. Just show up with them wrinkled, dude. Tucker Carlson now. Um, you notice he's also trying to remake the Republican Party in his image, which is concerning. Although, part of that is he's come to the same conclusion that, that I, almost all of us are going to get to that the political parties are fucking broken. And he's trying to remake, he's gone inside, remake it in his image. But he's hand-selecting candidates. He's got this huge documentary with Blake Masters in Arizona to get Blake Masters over the finish line. The Senate candidate there only has candidates on that that, that he's endorsed. He's going to run for president in a decade. I wouldn't be surprised if a decade on the national debate stage, you had Tucker Carlson on one side and Joe Scarborough on the other. And he said something just awful, just awful a couple days ago. Elise Jordan is a long time, she's smart as fuck. She's smart as fuck. Amazing political voice. He called her a pompous airhead reporter the other day, and that's just crossing the line. That's crossing the line. But he doesn't care about crossing the line. Fucking Tucker. Get your khakis ready. I'll see you there. Let me know. Let me know. I don't have a lot of access to a lot of funds, so I'll be walking. So make sure you give me plenty of advance notice. This might be my last show ever is Bob Van Dyne. <laughs> it sucks. I've only got like 12 seconds left to talk about that. I'll give you a hint. I'm not changing it to Duck Van Dyke or Dick Van Duck or Duck Duck Noose or Fuck Fuck Goose or Duck Fuck Moose or Duck Duck Blow, but maybe Duck Fuck Moose after all. Oh, shit. Last show. It just happened. We went over 15 minutes. 